Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Here to give us a complete rundown of what's going to happen in week 18 in the NFL and look forward to the playoffs the week after is a longtime NFL columnist. He's doing it these days for SI. Yes, he covers the Cardinals, but he covers the entire league. Does a show a week on Sirius XM NFL uh, radio. Howard Balzer joins me on CBS Sports Radio. Howard, thanks for coming on. Jody, it's always a pleasure joining you. How are you doing? My pleasure. I think I last spoke to you the week before New Year's, so now it's after New Year's. New Year's go well for you? Yeah, very good. Very good. It's uh, always interesting when the, the calendar turns. And here we are in week 18 in, a, in an NFL season that always goes by in a flash before you know it. And uh, here we are getting ready for the final game and, and then what should be a very intriguing playoff, uh, playoff situation. And we got two playoff teams playing right now, the Cowboys and Eagles. I just told you it was 51 to 20 for everybody else who's uh, only got the game on in the background. Thanks for tuning in here. Um, the Eagles did something that I thought was – Borderline ingenious this week. Didn't help them at all in this game, but puts them in good for possession going forward for the playoffs. They had uh, 12 guys test for COVID on Monday. 12 guys got put into protocols because they tested positive. And then they only activated one, Jason Kelsey, to play one snap and then pulled him off the field. But because they had so many people in the protocols, they were able to elevate 11 players from their practice squad. So they got done exactly what they wanted to get done, give all their starters the night off. Now they're getting crushed by the Cowboys. Did they successfully find a loophole and take an advantage of it? Uh, did they uh, kind of spit in the face of what the COVID protocols are supposed to be all about? What do you think about the roster maneuvering that the Eagles did leading into this game tonight? Yeah, it's an interesting question, an interesting situation, because you wonder, did they have a sense that they knew that these guys would test positive? I mean, that's that might be a little bit of a stretch, but then again, perhaps they did. And then knowing they go on the protocol this week, and like you said, they don't have to play, and now there's no worry about those guys testing positive next week, assuming, of course, that, that they're able to be back in time for 
uh, their first playoff game. And so it, 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 do, it does look a little strange. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But if it's gonna, whenever it's going to happen, whether it was by design or not, that was good timing. Uh, because, of course, we saw a Saints team a couple weeks ago on a Monday night have to bring up 14 guys. Uh, from the practice squad, and they looked pretty poor. And I mean, but that, that, that who knows what would have happened if they had the regular team, but uh, you know, they're, they're fighting for their playoff lives. And if they had had their main players, maybe they win that night and uh, they much have a much clearer path to the postseason. But the Eagles are in. The seeding doesn't really matter all that much. They're going to be playing a pretty good team next week, no matter uh, who it is. And so it's a, a pr- pretty, pretty intriguing scenario uh, that they did. But I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to imagine that they actually knew that these guys were going uh, to test positive. So uh, we'll see, you know we'll, we'll we'll see if the we'll see how this pays off. And what we don't know is how many players they suggested take the test. They might have had twenty twenty five taken, and those <laughs> just happen to be the twelve that tested positive. So all right, guess what? You guys got the week off. Um, yeah. Exactly. You watched Cowboys last week playing the Cardinals, yeah. and the Cardinals came up with a pretty big win, a much-needed win. Uh, Do we learn anything about the Cowboys tonight, that they got a 50 spot playing against the Eagles subs? I'm sure in their mind they built up some momentum, and they're going to feel good going into the first week of the playoffs. But did we really learn anything about them? I don't know that we truly did. And when you go back a couple of weeks ago, and they put a whole bunch of points on a pretty strafed Washington team also, Uh, in the same division, obviously. And then they came up against a team that was in the playoffs but was, you know, in a three-game losing streak and and knew that they had to play a lot better heading into the playoffs. And this is a different team that we've seen from the Cowboys in those two games compared to last week. I mean, I remarked early in this game when Amari Cooper caught his second pass of the game and it put him at 19 yards on two receptions against the Cardinals last week. He only had 18 yards the entire game. And the Cowboys only had 300 yards for the entire game, including just, I think it was 25 rushing with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And they've got a slew of rushing yards tonight. Uh, they, they obviously have had everything working. But I just, don't, I just wonder how much this is going to carry over to whoever they play uh, next week because playoff football, obviously, a totally different animal. It's very possible the Cardinals and the Cowboys could be playing again uh, next week. And while the Cowboys, I'm sure, will look at this as a, as a positive, I think the Cardinals realize, hey, we, we know what this team's capable of. And, and, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens if, in fact, they do play once again. But once you get into the playoffs, Jody, as, we, as we've seen in a lot of cases, anything can happen. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how much this carries over. But I, I don't think they're putting 50 up on any team, no matter who they play in the playoffs. No, uh, they got it against the Eagles subs. Don't expect to do so, but it is the second time they put up 50 in a month, so uh, they can at least hang their hat on that. All right, there was a game played earlier today. The Broncos led the Chiefs in the fourth quarter with the ball in their half of the field, driving to extend the one-point lead when a scoop-and-score 86-yard touchdown fumble return gave the Chiefs the lead, and they got up 28-21. Uh, Denver answers, brings it down the field, fourth and nine from the 13-yard line, and their coach, uh, Fangio, decided to kick a field goal to make it a four-point game, and Patrick Mahomes never let them get their hands back on the ball. They end up losing 28-24. First on a team that's not going to the postseason. Last decision Fangio's ever going to make as head coach of the Broncos? It's a good question, and I – 
I've, I've never been one of those who always seems so quick to have the guillotine put out for coaches. And I thought, you know, that Broncos team had a tremendous effort in the game against a team that really wasn't playing for a whole lot. Chiefs obviously wanted to play well, but they realize it's a long shot. They're going to get the number one seed, but they played, they, you know, they're playing Drew Locke at quarterback and Drew Locke has some ability, but he's been in and out of the lineup. There's no continuity. And if they make a change there, then the Broncos deserve everything they get. And I'll, and I say that for this reason, you know, Vance Joseph was the head coach there, you know, a bunch of years ago, well, not that many years ago. Uh, and he, and they gave him two years with quarterbacks like Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler and Case Keenum. He never had a chance. He never had a chance to win games. And when he didn't win after two years, they moved on and, you know, made another change. And so I've I made this comment. I was, I was telling this to someone the other day. If, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a head coach or not a head coach, if I'm interviewing for a head coaching job this offseason or any offseason, and I walk into the office of who's ever doing the interview of me, and the first thing I'm going to say when I sit down is, you want to interview me, but I'm going to interview you. And the question I'm going to ask you is, if you hire me and I get this job, who's going to be the quarterback? Who are you supplying with me for me to be the quarterback? Because if I don't have that, we don't have a chance. And that's so true in so many places. And I think Vic Fangio's done a pretty solid job in a very difficult situation. He hasn't had a, a quarterback. He hasn't had any consistency there since he's been there. But it gets blamed on him. And I'm sure, you know, you, get, you have a fumble in that situation. Who knows what the outcome of, would be if the, if the guy didn't fumble and wasn't scooped and scored. But that's the head coach's fault. But head coaches always get blamed. I get that. But I think a lot of times teams just make change to make change. And it doesn't necessarily help the situation. So I'm going to be very curious to see what Denver does, because no matter who the next coach is, whether it's Vic Fangio or somebody else, if they don't have a consistent quarterback, then they're still going to be a seven and nine or, you know, eight and nine, seven and 10 type of team. And that's the reality of it, Jody. You mentioned that uh, you thought the Chiefs wanted to win the game, but they weren't necessarily playing with their hair on fire because uh, they're probably going to get locked into the two, their chance to get the one minimal because uh, uh, Tennessee would have to lose to Houston tomorrow for that to happen. Um, but here's my concern if I'm a Chiefs fan. Two weeks in a row, the defense, which has been pretty spectacular for about seven or eight weeks, also now all of a sudden looks like they're coming apart at the seams, like the Chiefs defense that played the first five weeks of the season, which was Swiss cheese. Um, just bad couple of games facing some uh, okay offensive. The Broncos are only okay on offense. What is what's the Chiefs' defense has been peaking valley, and they seem to be valleying again at the wrong time. Does that bode poorly for their chances to get back to the ball? It, it, it could be, you know, it could. And obviously, you have to play well on all sides, you know, in all phases when you're in the playoffs normally. And certainly, I think a part of it in the in these in these in these games coming down the stretch and in the playoffs is being able to run the ball and take time off the clock and all those things that help and I think that that could be a, that, that could be a question for a few teams in the AFC. It's it's hard to really look at look at all these teams and say well who is really the best. I mean the Chiefs don't run it that well. Obviously they have Patrick Mahomes. The Bills don't run it uh, all that well. Tennessee has Derrick Henry back, but you really wonder if he can really be a factor after missing uh, this amount of time. And so when you have that, you wonder, man, who is the favorite? You know, I, I still think Kansas City is, but we've seen some of these other teams give up points also in certain games. So 
I, I think the AFC, I think the NFC is wide open, but maybe the AFC is even more uh, wide open because I think some of these some some of these wild card teams could be very capable of knocking off uh, one of the division winners. And so, heck, last year, Jody, you know, Kansas City gets to the Super Bowl for the second second straight year, but they had all they could handle with Cleveland uh, in the playoffs. And so, I think uh, I, I really think that this is going to be a very wide open postseason when it all begins next Saturday. All right, so let me jump over to the uh, AFC where Pittsburgh and Baltimore are facing off. The Steelers have an outside chance to make the playoffs. They need Indianapolis to lose tomorrow, and they're going to Jacksonville, where they've had uh, issues over the years but have certainly had a much better year than the lowly Jags. Uh, But they're not dead yet. They're on death's door with a banana peel under their foot, but they can still make the playoffs. They had the emotional win with Ben Roethlisberger last game in Pittsburgh last week. Is Pittsburgh got anything left in the tank? To just go out and win the game might not mean anything, but they gotta you gotta go forth and try and win it against Baltimore. Great rivalry game. Both of these teams hate each other. What do you think of the Pittsburgh Raven game tomorrow? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's probably a flip of the coin. I think it's a toss up. Baltimore has an outside chance too. I think they need three other teams to lose if they win uh, to get into the postseason. Lamar Jackson out again, so this is not the same team. They have it. They have some issues on defense. Pittsburgh isn't certainly doesn't score a whole bunch of points, but their defense is very good. So I would, I would expect this to be a relatively low-scoring game. And when you get a low-scoring game, then, hey, it could come down to a field goal, could come down to special teams. So I, th- I think this is kind of a toss-up game. And, and you, you certainly know that Tennessee – I mean, that Pittsburgh would, you know, would like to get a win and Roethlisberger would like to get a win in what will be his last game uh, in the NFL against a rival and a team that they've had some unbelievable games uh, you know, against over the years. So I think, I think that that's a real fascinating game because neither team is that good. I mean, the Ravens, what eight and eight, the Steelers eight, seven and one, but they still, they're still alive and playing for a playoff spot, even though it's unlikely that they would make it. So they, they both want to go out on a positive, a positive turn. And, you know, I, I kind of favor the Steelers defense a little bit and T you know, TJ Watts trying to set a sack record even though some will say put an asterisk on it if it happens in a 17th game. <laughs> bottom line is he's had a phenomenal season. So there's, there's a lot of interesting storylines there tomorrow. All right, Mr. Hall of Fame. He does a <laughs> Hall of Fame show for Sirius XM's NFL Network. Ben Roethlisberger, first ballot Hall of Famer? I, I would think so. And I think what's going to be really interesting, though, Jody, is when you look at those three quarterbacks from the 2004 draft, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I would personally, myself, I would put Rivers and Roethlisberger very, very close to each other, and Eli Manning somewhat behind. I mean, Eli Manning, his, his record, I know a lot depends on the team around you, but the bottom line is, as a starter, his teams were 500 in the regular season during, during his career. Uh, Chargers were better. Steelers were better. I know the Chargers never made the Super Bowl under Rivers, but, heck, they're always, they're always losing to the Patriots or, or the Colts. But I'll tell you, that quarterback class, when you look at the numbers, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, Rivers and Roethlisberger are over 60,000 yards passing and Manning around 57 and change. So it's, it's a pretty amazing class. And what they accomplished over these last decade, this last decade and a half is pretty remarkable. So I, I would think Roethlisberger would be. But a lot could depend on what happens prior to him with Rivers and with Manning uh, because – you know, he's the final one of this group to retire. So 
in about, what, four, five, six years, we're going to have those guys coming up for uh, consideration, boom, right, one right after the other. So that, that's going to be interesting uh, to see how, how that all plays out in, uh, in a number of years. All right, and since I got off on a Hall of Fame tangent, I feel obligated to ask you this question as well because I spouted off about it pretty good on the air. I was in Philadelphia when Eric Allen was here, and I think he was as good a cover cornerback as anybody in the National Football League over the last 30-plus years, except maybe Deion Sanders. He might be the only one who could cover as well as uh, better than Eric Allen. And he's made the semifinals a couple of times now, but he hasn't made the cut down to the finals, which means he isn't really close to making it in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you got an opinion on Eric Allen's Hall of Fame status? I'm glad you asked about him because in the cut down from the semifinals to the finals, I voted for him and I did not vote for Rondé Barber. And it's nothing necessarily against Rondé Barber, but Rondé Barber played mostly in cover two, in zone defense and and so but he also played on for the most part better teams i mean and i think that's you know that's a big part of it when you have that support up front that they had on those buccaneers teams with warren Sapp, with simeon rice who i think should should get more consideration for the hall of fame with Derek brooks john lynch back there at safety i i just wonder i just wonder about that so i'm, I'm with you on Eric Allen. I think he's been overlooked, not overlooked enough to get to the semifinals, but he hasn't been able to take that next step. And I, I think he's absolutely deserving and, and, and should get a closer look from all of the voters. Well, I hope you, uh, and I know you're going to be doing your meeting virtually this year, but I hope you chime in and go, guys, you know, we dropped the ball on Eric Allen. Uh, just, uh, he's a guy I have a very strong opinion on that. I think he's a hall of famer. All right, a couple more quick games. And we'll let you run Howard. Uh, maybe the best game of the day is late afternoon, 49ers-Rams. You know these two teams because you cover Arizona out there, so you've seen them both. The 49ers own the Rams. Uh, yeah. The matchup between Shanahan and McVay has not been close. Five in a row for San Francisco. Quarterback questions. Looks like it's going to be Garoppolo, but we don't know. Could be Garoppolo to start. And Trey Lance coming off the bench. Rams have gotten a little hot here toward the uh, end of the season, which is good. Heading on into the playoffs. They need this game. They want this game desperately. Um, In L.A., does the winning streak of the 49ers against the Rams stop? I, I think it's a tough matchup for the Rams. And while they've won over the last few weeks, Matthew Stafford has still had some of those, you know, moments with interceptions that usually is going to cost you games. And I think a key for the 49ers, obviously, you addressed it at the quarterback's position. My sense is it'll probably be Garoppolo to start, but with a thumb injury on his throwing hand, you're just not sure how that's going to affect him. But obviously, they'll be watching closely, and if it's not, if it's not looking good early, they're going to get him out. So the 49ers have a chance to be in the playoffs, uh, with a victory. And so this is a big game for them and for the Rams as well, because if they lose and the Cardinals beat Seattle, then the Cardinals win the division and they get a home game and the Rams will have to be a, a wild card. So there's, there's a lot at stake in these games. And like I said, I, I like, I like the matchup. I think 49ers have a really good chance, but it probably will come down to how, how the whichever the quarterback is for the 49ers, how they play, but also if Stafford can be mistake free, because I think if he's ma- if he makes mistakes against this team, then I think that that uh, could be a, something that costs him the game. 
All right, uh, just a couple quick games, comparing one game to another. You mentioned Rams and 49ers. If the Cardinals can win and the Rams lose, they can jump up a slot, which is a key. Get a home game rather than a road game, win a division. But if the Rams are up by, oh, 21 points in the second half, will uh, the Cardinal coach pull Kyler Murray from the game? Same question in the AFC Patriots can catch the Bills if they win and the Bills lose. Now, don't know that the Bills are going to lose to the Jets. I can root for it, but I doubt it. Uh, does Belichick keep an eye on the scoreboard and get a uh, Mac Jones out of there if it looks like it's a given that the Bills are going to win? Very possible. You know, I think that's very possible. You know, uh, the coaches, in there, they're always asked during, during the week about, are you paying attention to the other game? And they always say no. Well, come on. Let's be real you know, about that. So I, I think you can certainly make a case for it. It would make sense. Obviously, games can change in a hurry in the league, so it would have to be a pretty big lead before a coach would make uh, that kind of decision. But it, it would make sense because you do want to protect your players. And in the case of the Cardinals, I think while they'd like to have a home game, obviously, they're also very confident that they can go on the road and win where they've won eight of their nine games uh, this season. And so not only Murray, but James Conner, who's been battling injury over the last two or three weeks, they want to make sure that he is healthy for the playoff game. And I'm not even sure how much, if he's going to even play tomorrow, Chase Edmonds has been declared out. But if, if Connor is, I don't th- they're not going to overwork him, even though they want to win this game, because they want to make sure he doesn't aggravate anything and make sure that he is healthy for the following week. So I, I think there could be some decisions made along those lines. Uh, with, with Murray, who knows? I mean, he, he's healthy. And so maybe you'd like to get him some, some more time. But if it's, you know, the fourth quarter, like you said, and it doesn't look like they're, they're, they're going to be able to win, it very well might be the case. And, and, the real, and the reality, too, Jody, is that Cardinals were 2-1 and one with Colt McCoy at quarterback earlier this year. And while he's not Kyler Murray, he's, he's not going to embarrass himself out there, and they can still play well. So certainly wouldn't surprise me to see that. And you can certainly make the argument that it would make sense. Howard, great stuff. Appreciate it. Whatever you do, come on. Glad you had a good new year. Enjoy a fun day tomorrow, and we'll get you on during the playoffs as well. Thanks, bud. Sounds good, Jody. Take care. Happy New Year to you, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.